Hey, I'm Kat, mom of three and founder of Ritual, the company setting a new standard in the supplement industry. When I was pregnant with my first daughter, I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and thinking, what's in this stuff? All I found were vitamins high in heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and lacking in the very essential nutrients we need. I believe women deserve to know what they are putting in their bodies and why. So at four months pregnant, I quit my job to reinvent the prenatal vitamin. We scoured the world for the best quality ingredients, backed by clinical studies and third-party tested for heavy metals and microbes. And this year, we were awarded the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project, the supplement safety certification that tests for 200 harmful chemicals and toxins. With Ritual, you'll know where your ingredients come from and why we use them. Join our family of skeptics with 40% off your first month when you visit ritual.com slash podcast. everyone and thanks for listening tonight. My name is Sandman and I will be your guide through this strange realm of ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, aliens, conspiracy theories and other unexplained phenomena that I like to call parareality. Well, tonight's journey into the realm of parareality takes us back to what I hope is the last journey that will be taken down the COVID-19 trail or at least the end of this version of the COVID-19 trail anyway. It's looking like there'll be another round of this coming sometime in the fall maybe, but we can't be 100% sure of that yet. So I've devoted several episodes to COVID-19. The first was before COVID-19 was even COVID-19. Back then it was just called 2019 NCOV. And Throughout the course of this little series of COVID-19 shows that I've done, I've speculated on its origins, how it spread, how bad it actually is, and how bad it's going to get. Some things I've been correct about and some wrong, but at the end of the day, I hope that I've kept you informed as to what this deadly virus actually is and how you can protect yourself from it. So on what I hope is our final journey, on the COVID-19 path, I'm going to take us down a trail of conspiracy. There's no lack of theories surrounding this deadly novel coronavirus. Some actually make sense, while others are so outlandish that there's no way any normal, sane person could have 
made this up, yet alone believe in it. It's enough to make your head spin, but don't fear, dear listener, because I've sorted through a ton of disinformation, conjecture, and downright lies, and tonight I'll be counting down my top 10 list of COVID-19 conspiracy theories. To learn what they are, you'll have to turn on, tune in, and find out. But before we get into that, let me tell you how you can contact me here at the podcast because there are several different ways that you can do it. And here we go. First of all, you can always email me. That address is sandman at parareality.com. That's sandman at parareality.com. Or you can find me on my Facebook page by just looking for Parareality there on Facebook. Uh, Third, you can follow me on Twitter. My username on Twitter is at Radio. That's at Radio. And lastly, you can always call the show on the studio line at area code 615-692-1170. That number to call once again is 615-692-1170. You can leave me a message on the studio line voicemail. And I'm in the studio a lot working on the show, so you never know. I just might answer the phone, but probably not, but you never know. So you can always call it and, you know, you can see. And if you do decide to leave me a message, don't forget, as always, that you're giving me permission to play your comment back on the podcast. So if you don't want that to happen, you'll need to let me know somewhere in your message. Now, I'm always looking for interesting stories for the podcast, so if you've got a story that you'd like to get on the show, just call up the voicemail and hit the studio line and tell it to me over the voicemail. If you run out of time, just call back up and pick up where you left off. And once again, all the ways you can get in touch with me, email address is sandman at parareality.com. That's sandman at parareality.com. Follow the Parareality Facebook page. You can just go to Facebook, type in Parareality on on the Facebook search. Follow me on Twitter. Username is at Radio. That's at Radio. Or you can call the studio line at 615-692-1170. So those are all the different ways that you can get in touch with me here on the show. And now is the time of the show where we read fan mail. So this comes from Brian. And Brian writes, Hey Sandman, I was listening to the Decline in UFO Sightings podcast recording. You were talking about seeing a flash of light and something fly across the sky. I also saw a flash of light and a white trail moving horizontal in the sky. It was moving really fast. I lived in the high desert and the Fallon, Nevada Air Force Base was 45 miles away. Top Gun Training School is located there and the skies around where I lived were restricted airspace. I would look out my window at night and watch the fighter jets. The night I'm talking about, I believe there might have been jets hovering at high altitude and the streak of light I saw might have been either a prototype afterburner or something similar, because it seems to me that it might have met up with the other jets. 
the military has some crazy things. Well, Brian, first of all, thanks for your email. I'm glad to see that you have a skeptical yet open mind to whatever it was that you saw. Now, there are any number of things that that bright light could have been. Could have been from a jet, like you described in your email, to um, something like a, uh, a falling star or a shooting star, or it could have actually been a UFO. And, you know, that's one of the really good things about the term UFO. It just means that you saw an object in the sky and you don't know what it was. It was unidentified. It doesn't mean that it was an alien spacecraft from another planet or another world. So if you don't know what it was and it was in the sky, then it does meet the classification of an unidentified flying object or UFO. Your experience that you had sounds a lot similar to mine. Um, I did see a flashing white light and a, a white streak of light go across the sky moving at a high rate of speed. Uh, the possibility that it was a uh, an asteroid, not an asteroid, a comet, not a comet. Jesus Christ, I can't even talk. That, that it was a, a a piece of space debris coming into our, our atmosphere, uh, a shooting star or a falling star. The, the, the possibility that it was, you know, something like that is, is probably pretty high. Um, but it, nevertheless, it, it seems like we both only got like a just a, a, a very fleeting glimpse of whatever it was and we didn't see it long enough to be able to make out you know uh, exactly what was flying up above us and make any sort of definitive determination so you know it could have been anything that either one of us saw um i am i've always described myself as being a um open-minded skeptic and uh, i'm not saying that uh, what I saw was an alien craft. I'm not saying that what you saw was an alien craft. And I'll keep my mind open to the possibility that it could have been, but in all likelihood, mm, don't know. It could have been, you know, the chance that it was a, 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 a shooting star, you know, could it's, uh, it's pretty high. You know, it, it could have been exactly that. But I've never known one to, to uh, cause a, a, a flash of light uh, like, kind of like lightning, um, or at least I've never seen one. Let me put it that way. Um, I'm not. Maybe I shouldn't say I've never known of one, uh, but I've never personally seen uh, one that caused a, a flash like lightning or anything like that. Like sheet lightning is kind of what I describe it as. But uh, you know, could have been a UFO. Might not have been. Don't know. Sounds like you had a very similar situation. So uh, just. Uh, you know, keep your mind open to the fact that it might have been an alien spacecraft, but it could also have been something very earthly as what you described, some sort of experimental jet or maybe even a shooting star, as they say. So thank you, Brian, for your email. If anyone out there has a, a question for the show or a comment or something they'd like to uh, get off of their chest, you can always email the show, sandmanapararealty.com. All right, so that does it with the fan mail section, and it is time to move on to my top 10 conspiracy theories of COVID-19. Now, there are tons of conspiracy theories out there as to what is causing this COVID-19 virus, and I have combed through the Internet 
and um, looked at, God, I don't know, I didn't even count how many, uh, I, I know it was over 10 uh, theories that are out there as to what is causing COVID-19, how it spread, this, that, and so on. And what I have done was I have, uh, I have determined my personal top 10 COVID-19 conspiracy theories. And some of these you've probably heard of. Um, there may be a couple in there that, uh, that you might not have. I don't know. Um, but I've got uh, 10 right here that I am going to uh, count down from number 10 all the way to number one. So without any further delay, let's get on with my top 10 COVID-19 conspiracy theories. And we'll start off with number 10, Bill Gates is somehow involved with COVID-19. Well, look, conspiracy theories are liquid, meaning they're constantly in a state of flux and they change to fit the shape of the environment that surrounds them. They constantly mutate and have several variants circulating at any one time. And one of these theories involves Bill Gates, who became a target of disinformation after criticizing the defunding of the World Health Organization. Now, there's an anti-vax group. You've probably heard of them throughout all all this called QAnon. Uh, So they're one of the people behind this theory. So the anti-vax group QAnon and right-wing pundits have focused on a video of a 2015 TED Talk that was given by Bill Gates. And in this TED Talk, he discussed the Ebola outbreak that was going on and warned us that a new pandemic was just around the corner. Now, these groups are using this video to support their claims that he somehow had some kind of advanced knowledge of the COVID-19 pandemic or was somehow possibly involved in even creating it himself. And the latest version of this theory is particularly beloved by anti-vaccination activists, and it's the idea that COVID-19 is part of some kind of diabolical plot to vaccinate the world's population. And, of course, this is led by none other than Bill Gates himself. Now, of course, this isn't completely 100% too far-fetched because it makes sense that vaccinating the entire world may well be the only way to avoid an eventual death toll that reaches the, the tens of millions. The problem with that is that it's an almost impossibility to vaccinate everyone in the entire world. However, the anti-vaxxers don't believe vaccines work anyway, so instead some have spread this theory that Bill Gates wants to use a vaccination program to get this implant digital microchips in people that will somehow track everyone and control them as well. And the spread of this mis- misinformation has meant that uh, there's a, 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 a nonprofit that's called ID2020. And it focuses on establishing digital IDs for people who are more poor people around the world. And because of this stupid theory by the anti-vaxxers about Bill Gates wanting to implant microchips that track and control people 
in them, in the, in, you know, sneak them in in a vaccination. This ID 2020 thing has had to call in the FBI just to make sure that uh, they are protected and to make sure that their information is, um, I guess, uh, vetted and and not and also not uh, corrupt. So this is, this is crazy. Um, you're talking about some sort of uh, like plot from a bad 1980s sci-fi movie. You know, some not even a B movie, a C movie. You know, some Roger Corman shit. And you know, I love Roger Corman movies, by the way. So maybe that wasn't a good idea. But anyway, you you get my point. The, the fact that you can have a microchip injected into you is I'm not going to say it's 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 far fetched it would be possible but having it control you i don't see how that's possible when you receive a vaccination you're either going to get it most of the time an intramuscular shot or a subcutaneous shot, which means it's going to go into the, the fat tissue. So if you get it in your, your muscle, the medication or the, or, the, or the fat tissue, either way, but especially in the muscle, the medication has to be absorbed by your body, like the bloodstream. So I don't see how a microchip is going to be absorbed into your bloodstream. And I don't see if it's sitting there in your muscle, in your arm, Maybe we can track you through it, but I don't see how we can control your mind through it. I don't see how we can make you turn you into a secret government assassin with a, a microchip implanted in your deltoid. It's just not going to happen. Moving along to number nine. The pandemic is being manipulated by the deep state. Another conspiracy theory is that there's a deep state of America's elite that exists and they are plotting to undermine President Trump and that Dr. Anthony Fauci, the face of the U.S. coronavirus pandemic response, is a secret member of this group. Now, to prove this stupid theory, the conspiracy theorists point to the video that shows Dr. Fauci's expression of uh, disbelief when the quote-unquote, excuse me, deep state, was mentioned during a press briefing. As a matter of fact, I think Donald Trump and President Donald Trump himself um, said that, you know, jokingly referring to it as the deep state, which, you know, supposedly showed that everything was was going on. And uh, Fauci, I think he, what is his reaction was he kind of put his head down and put his hand to his face, you know, like covering his eyes or whatever, you know, and these conspiracy theorists go, aha, you know, Trump is, is kind of like calling out Fauci as being part of the deep state. Now, right-wing influencers and QAnon, I've already mentioned them, QAnon supporters are waging some kind of an info war, an information war against Dr. Fauci, who just so happens to be the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, as well as a top-ranking member of the White House's Coronavirus Task Force. Now, they're claiming that Dr. Fauci is working with none other than Hillary Clinton and the deep state to cause an economic collapse and discredit President Trump. 
followers of the QAnon conspiracy theory, which is a belief that the that uh, hypothesizes President Trump is waging a secret war against some kind of global criminal organization. Followers of this QAnon conspiracy theory have spent most of this pandemic trying to fit it into their absurd belief, trying to somehow make it fit into their narrative of, of Trump waging a secret war against this global criminal organization. And recently these speculations, which are based really on nothing, have focused on Dr. Fauci. Now there's a radio host, his name's Bill Mitchell. He supports QAnon and supports their theory, and he's been the biggest promoter of this latest theory. And for weeks, this guy has been spinning a conspiracy theory that Dr. Fauci is a quote-unquote Democratic plant and nicknamed him Dr. Hashtag Fear Porn. <laughs> now, Mitchell's first tweets about Dr. Fauci were on March 3rd when Fauci made the suggestion to close schools and businesses. Wow, that's a great suggestion. But Bill Mitchell's like, uh, no, Dr. Fear Porn, Mitchell has repeatedly accused Dr. Fauci of being a Democrat plant and has even gone so far as to accuse him of destroying the economy and demanding that President Trump fire him. Now, he doesn't say why, or at least I don't know why Mitchell is saying that he is uh, destroying the economy. Why would he want to? I don't know. I'm sure there. I'm sure there's there's a reason behind it, but sometimes when these conspiracy theories come about, there's no... They just have the theory, but they don't have a reason behind it. It's, it's really weird. So uh, on the evening of March 20, Mitchell tweeted about Dr. Fauci a total of, get this, 36 times in just half an hour. Now, Mitchell was apparently really upset that Dr. Fauci appeared on CNN and publicly disagreed with President Trump's suggestion that the CDC should allow the use of the anti-malaria drug chloroquine. After the president made that suggestion, a man died and his wife was hospitalized in critical condition after both of them took a drug containing chloroquine phosphate, which is not the same thing as chloroquine. Chloroquine phosphate is used by aquariums to clean fish tanks. And they heard the president talk about chloroquine and went and bought some chloroquine phosphate and took it. And about 30 minutes after taking this chloroquine phosphate, they started suffering the side effects. And the side effects of that, chloroquine phosphate injection ingestion were not good and they actually had to be taken to a nearby hospital and they took at least a couple of days worth of the normal dosing of chloroquine phosphate as some sort of preventative agent against COVID-19. Now, of course, the, uh, the man's dead. The wife is still alive in critical condition, but it looks like she's going to survive. This is the kind of stupid shit that goes on. You hear somebody mention something. Now, 
it doesn't matter whether the president should or should not have said anything about chloroquine. It was going to be out there anyway, but unfortunately, because he did, he has a a national uh, presence. I mean, you know, it, it, he has or international, global. You know, he's the president of the the United States of America, so people are just waiting for him to speak. And his his followers, his diehard followers, are going to hang on every word that he says, and they can take some of this stuff to heart as this couple, and the probably the majority of the world is waiting on him to open his mouth so he can make a complete and total fool out of himself. <laughs> and you know, it, this is just an example of what happens whenever you have. I'm not going to say. It was a dumb idea to talk about the chloroquine, but there was no actual proof of anything. And if he was going to talk about it, he should have said there's no actual proof that chloroquine is really going to do you any good. We need to study it. Please don't take it. That's what he should have said. Anyway, conservative online uh, American uh, online magazine American Thinker has published a piece about Fauci and they are Q- QAnon supporters. And they, they published an article and it was called Anthony Fauci, the NIH's face of the coronavirus, is a deep state Hillary Clinton loving stooge. Now, this is, these are people that are publishing something like this that's directly trying to deliberately undermine all of the everything that has been put in place to try to protect us from this virus. And that is where the problem of freedom of speech comes in. Now, look, I'm, I support freedom of speech. If it wasn't for freedom of speech, I could not do this podcast, right? So I support it. However, just because you have the the constitutional right to say it doesn't mean that you should. You, people should really stop and think about the ramifications, long-term ramifications of what they say and what they write down and what they put out there. Because once it's out on the interwebs, once you say it, once you speak it, you can't take it back, right? Anyway, I'm going to get off of that soapbox and we're going to move on to My number eight conspiracy theory, which is COVID-19 is a plot by Big Pharma. I'm sure you've heard this one by now. Many so-called conspiracy theorists are actually not really conspiracy theorists at all. They're simply nothing more than snake oil salesmen trying to make a quick buck by selling dangerous and unproven products. Take, for example, InfoWars, Alex Jones. Between all of his rants about hoaxes and the New World Order, he's trying to get people to buy some expensive miracle pills that he claims can cure just pretty much, say, all known diseases. There's a Dr. Joseph Merkula. He's a quack, anti-vax and anti-GMO physician who's been banned from Google because he is peddling misinformation. He's claiming that his vitamins and numerous other products that he is selling 
can cure or even prevent COVID-19. The conspiracy website, Natural News, sells all kinds of prepping supplies, including pills and potions they say cures COVID-19. Now, these conspiracy theorists depend on getting people to believe that evidence-based or conventional medicine, evidence-based medicine doesn't work and that it's a plot by big pharmaceutical companies to make us remain dependent on them. Big pharma conspiracies are a staple of anti-vaccination narratives, so it's not surprising that they're using the COVID-19 pandemic to promote their theories and maybe even make a few bucks. Now, once again, you have freedom of speech and you have freedom of the press. And Alex Jones, I'm not a supporter of Alex Jones. I don't know what your theories or, or, or feelings on Alex Jones are, and it's none of my business. But uh, I, I really don't like this guy. Um, I, I think that all of his uh, rants about Sandy Hook, you know, and all these hoaxes and the New World Order and all that sorts of stuff, I think they're all bunk. I think it's just all a big plot by him to make money. I mean, this is how he, InfoWars is his sole income, pretty much. It's the main bulk of it anyway. So it behooves him to keep on saying these things. And if he's got a pill that's nothing more than a sugar pill, and he says, hey, this pill can cure COVID-19. All he has to do is say this hasn't been this claim hasn't been evaluated by the FDA. There you go. That pretty much covers you, right? I I think that's that is that just being able to, to say that is wrong on so many levels. Um I I'm I could do a whole rant on that, but I've only got half an hour left. So I am not. I'm just going to say that if you are going to to use any herbal supplement or any medication that is off of a website such as InfoWars, please uh, do your due diligence and 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 research it research it really well. All right, number seven. COVID-19 death rates are inflated. And this is another thing that really pisses me off that I could do a whole episode on. But once again, I only have 30 minutes left, so I'm not going to. So my number seven conspiracy theory is that COVID-19 death rates are inflated. Another far-right theory is the idea that COVID-19 death rates are being inflated and therefore there's no reason to observe lockdown regulations or any other of these social distancing measures. Now, the prominent figure in promoting this myth is Dr. Annie Bukacek. She gave a speech stating that COVID-19 death certificates are being manipulated. And the speech was uploaded to YouTube, and it has been viewed more than a quarter of a million times at the time of this podcast airing. Now, Bukacek appears in a white lab coat with a stethoscope around her neck, making her look like an, you know, 
authoritative medical source, like a really legitimate medical figure. However, if you look at her a little bit closer, you dig a little deeper, you'll find that she's actually a far-right anti-vaxxer and anti-abortion activist. She once bought tiny little, little tiny plastic fetuses into the Montana State Legislature. I mean, that's, that's one of the big things that she's known for. And her insistence that COVID-19 death rates are inflated has, of course, absolutely no basis in fact, just like her, 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 all of her other research. If you've, she's one of the people who are, is in that uh, uh, quote-unquote documentary called Plandemic. She's uh, heavily featured in that. Now, I have not been able to watch this movie Plandemic because I can't find it. It was uploaded on YouTube, and YouTube has since taken it down, and I haven't found a reliable website. Uh, source that I feel comfortable in watching. Uh, you know, I've found it in a couple of questionable uh, websites, and I'm just don't want to get any viruses on my new supercomputer that I got here in the uh, the studio. So I'm I, I haven't um, haven't watched it. I haven't been able to. Um, I you know what I know about it is just from from what I've read on the internet. Um, but this is a a documentary basically stating that, you know, this whole thing is staged and, and uh, how the government and Big Pharma are, you know, plotting to, I don't know, you know, make money or control the world or whatever. I don't know. Uh, but um, anyway, um, she has this Dr. Annie, as she likes to be called. Um, she likes, she has, she's, she got fired from this research job that she was doing where uh, she made, uh, she, she published a paper that had no basis in, in fact, and uh, about how there's this ancient uh, enzyme that uh, basically she says causes all diseases, everything in the whole entire world can be based back to this. And that somehow uh, big pharma is uh, putting this in vaccines and injecting it into people deliberately in the hopes that they get some sort of disease that they'll then have to be relying on big pharma for their treatment or their cure. Uh, This this paper actually got published in a journal, and the journal, um, um, God, I can't remember, it was a medical journal, and... uh, well, they had to retract the article because they several scientific institutes have tried to uh, duplicate her study or replicate her study. They were unable to do so, and uh, the company wound up uh, that she worked for. They wound up terminating her, and she stole equipment from the company. She stole computers, hard drives, stuff like that, stuff that had uh, her research on it. That info did not belong to her. It belonged to the company she worked for. She was actually arrested and um, put in jail. Um, and the lawsuit was later dismissed, or the charges, excuse me, not lawsuit, the charges were later dropped. Um, but, uh, yeah, and she's apparently having a hard time um, living this down. 
So she's saying that death rates are um, from COVID-19 are inflated um, because, and I've seen this speech and uh, she's saying that uh, doctors are being told to uh, just write uh, COVID-19 on all deaths, no matter what it is. It's, 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 it was death from, from complications from COVID-19. So you got a guy that comes in shot in the head, the death certificate's going to say complications from COVID-19 because that's what, uh, that's what they're being told to do. And uh, she doesn't say exactly who's telling them this. Um, she's, she's saying that it's the CDC uh, website is her, is her source for all of this stuff. But I can't find anything on the CDC website. I've looked. I don't see it. Um, so she's saying that um, these deaths are being overinflated, that uh, physicians are being told to write either COVID-19 or complications from COVID-19 on all death certificates, and in, in which will uh, inflate the death rates and uh, go towards the conspiracy that this is a deadly disease when she's saying there's nothing to it. It really doesn't even exist. And now, now more than likely, the current death toll is a, a serious undercount because we haven't tested everybody. So we don't know if you have the signs and symptoms of COVID-19 early on in this thing, we didn't have enough test kits, so we didn't know really if you had it or not. So it's the only way to know is to test everyone with with, with symptoms. Um, crazy. So anyway, let me let me tell you a little bit more about Bukacek. She's been a, a well known figure in Montana for more than a decade now, and she lives in the city of uh, Kalispell, which is uh, known across the state for carrying, and and she is known across the state for carrying those. Um, plastic fetuses that I was talking about. She carried those with her as props in her capacity as the president of the Montana pro-life coalition. She was also investigated, but not prosecuted for Medicaid fraud in 2009. This was after she got arrested and put in jail for stealing stuff from the research company she worked for. And then in 2009, she was investigated um, for Medicaid fraud because uh, she had billed for time spent with her patients praying for them. Now, at the time, she said that she had been unfairly targeted because of her anti-abortion activism. Now, Bukacek, who remains firmly opposed to what she calls Obamacare, no longer has admitting privileges at the area hospital, Kalispell Regional Healthcare. But she's head of this private, quote-unquote, concierge practice called uh, Hosanna Health. And as part of her duty, she performs house calls to her patients, and she still prays with them. I don't know if she's billing for this or not still. I would, I, it wouldn't surprise me if she was. Now, for a growing number of skeptics, uh, the experts, institutions, and authorities of mainstream science and medicine can't be trusted anymore. And that underlying distrust makes someone like Bukacek, a, a doctor who positions herself as a rebel who is unafraid to speak the alleged truth to the medical establishment, that makes her a potent symbol to people who already have their own suspicions. 
as she put it herself in an interview describing the viral success of that video talk, that video that she, she made. This is what she says, quote, Here's a person that has credentials who is speaking to them about what the CDC itself says about death certificates. And they're saying, I was right all along. I knew it. I knew something wasn't right. People like this Bukacek, and I'm not even going to call her a doctor because she's a quack. People like her do more than fan the flames of the conspiracy-minded. They turn communities against one another at the very time when collaboration, whether on the federal, state, or community level, is needed the most. That's exactly what she's doing. This is a clear opportunity for Bukacek to cause controversy for nothing more than controversy's sake. She's preying on divisions and trying to radicalize people, wedging in her outlandish theories right in the middle of a global pandemic that hasn't been seen, the likes of this hasn't been seen in a century. Like I said, I could go on and on about her. I know I spent a little bit of time on this because it pisses me off that there's someone who is a supposedly medical doctor that is spewing this shit about COVID-19 and that the CDC is somehow influencing the way that uh, doctors write. Doctors diagnose death. And I was even in line at a, uh, I I had uh, ordered some, this was uh, last week, my wife and I ordered some takeout. And uh, you were, you know, you called the the place and said, this is what I want. I said, okay, it'll be ready at such and such time. So I showed up and of course there's people there who had, uh, were waiting to get their takeout. So we were all socially distancing ourselves outside of this restaurant, six feet apart. And there was a lady that was, that was talking about how she quote unquote knew someone who was an EMT and the EMT said that they took someone to the local ER and the person died and the ER doctor wrote on the death certificate complications from covid and how she just could not believe that. And let me tell you, people, that is complete and total fabricated lie. The EMT did not see an ER doctor write down complications from COVID on a death certificate because ER doctors, as a general rule, do not fill out death certificates. The person that signs the death certificate is the person's primary care doctor. If the person does not have a primary care doctor, then the ER physician may be asked to complete the death certificate. But you don't die in the ER and immediately get a death certificate. Sometimes people have to go to the medical examiner's office and get an autopsy. So a death certificate You can die today, and it may be several days before you get your death certificate even signed. I know because I work in an emergency department, and uh, it doesn't work that way. And that stuff like that is is just pisses me off because that's a clear example of how people like Bukacek are fanning these conspiracy theory claims. All right, enough time on that. Moving on to number six. 
the COVID-19 vaccine will contain a microchip. Now, I've already kind of talked about this on my number 10 with Bill Gates' theory, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I will say this. Despite the majority of us keeping our fingers crossed for a COVID-19 vaccine to be developed as soon as possible, others on the Internet out there are skeptical about the benefits of such a cure. Now, there is a very famous conspiracy theorist, David Icke. Uh, He's most famous for uh, his reptilian alien race theory that's living underground. He claims that a coronavirus vaccine, when there is one, will contain some sort of nanotechnology microchips that would allow us humans to be controlled. Once again, I don't see how that's going to work. I've already explained that. I've already talked about it in my uh, number 10 theory with Bill Gates, so I'm not going to spend any time on that. I'm just going to move on to my top five. So let's recount the bottom five. All right. Number 10, Bill Gates is somehow involved with COVID-19. Number nine, the pandemic is being manipulated by the deep state. Number eight, COVID-19 is a plot by Big Pharma. Number seven, COVID-19 death rates are inflated. And then number six just talked about it. The COVID-19 vaccine will contain a microchip. That leaves us with the top five. And counting down from number five, it is GMOs are somehow responsible for COVID-19. Now, genetically modified organisms, or GMOs for short, have been a target of conspiracy theorists for years, including yours truly here. So it's not really a surprise to see that GMOs are blamed or have been blamed in the early stages of this COVID-19 pandemic. Back in early March, uh, uh, Francisco Bellota, he's an Italian attorney, he wrote this really bizarre article for uh, this paper called Il Manifesto, falsely claiming that genetically modified crops cause genetic pollution that allows viruses to proliferate due to the resulting environmental imbalance. Now, anti-GMO activists have also tried to blame modern agriculture, which is kind of strange to me since the known path of the virus into the human population, like as with uh, Ebola and HIV and a lot of other diseases, was through the very ancient practice of people capturing and killing and consuming wildlife. So, not necessarily through seeds and plants. Ironically, though, GMOs will almost certainly be part of any kind of vaccine solution. If any of the ongoing 70 vaccine projects work, and that's a big if, that'd be pretty much the only guaranteed way the world can get out of this pandemic. Vaccines could be based on either genetically modified attenuated viruses or use antigens produced in genetically modified insect cell lines or or plants. And if GMOs do help save the world from the curse of COVID-19, it just might stop being a dirty word. But I, for one, highly doubt it. There's too much bad stuff that comes from GMOs to outweigh that one potentially good thing, even though it's a big thing if GMOs can help find a vaccine for COVID-19, that would be great, but there's too much other bad stuff that's associated with GMOs for this one good thing to outweigh all the other bad. 
And that moves us down to number four, which is COVID-19 doesn't actually exist. And I'm sure you've heard this one now. Now, according to professional conspiracy theorists like the aforementioned David Icke and the aforementioned InfoWars Alex Jones, COVID-19 doesn't actually exist at all. Instead, it's some kind of a plot by the globalist elite or the deep state to take away our freedoms. There are earlier versions of this, kind of weaker versions of this theory, were prevalent on the political uh, right in the notion that the, the novel coronavirus would be no worse than the flu. Now, I was one of those people who initially said that. The death rates weren't initially weren't uh, uh, the, as, as big as the flu. They weren't as, as much as the flu. And um, later versions or, or, of, of, or later, you know, on uh, when this thing has started becoming a global pandemic, now we're seeing, you know, that uh, maybe those numbers weren't right after all. So, I, I, you know, I, I admit I was one of the people who got caught up in that, that this was going to be no worse than the flu. And uh, later versions of this theory are now influencing anti-lockdown protests across several different states here in the United States because believers increasingly refuse to observe social distancing measures. They could directly help to spread this pandemic further and increase the death rate and cause it to go on longer than what it could if we were just to it look as I'm as of the day that I'm recording this podcast there are 47 states here in the union that are beginning reopening measures going directly against what the the federal government advises I know, I understand everybody is tired of this and everyone wants it to go right back to the way it was the day before we ever heard of this novel coronavirus. But it's not going to happen and it shouldn't happen. Um, we are we're, we're going about this too soon. I, social distancing is working. I don't care what people say. Uh, it, it's, it's shown to flatten the curve. We're seeing it. It's working. And if the American people would be patient enough to just ride this out for another 30 days, that might be all that we need. And I'm not saying it's going to make the virus go away, but it might be all we need for us to begin the conquering of this virus. We haven't even really begun to conquer it yet. But if we can limit its spread by just social distancing and, and being more socially aware, just forget about social distancing. Just be more socially aware. That's what you're going to have to do from now on anyway. And and just stay at home for another 30 days. The world's not going to come to an end because you got to stay at home for another 30 days, people. You know, I understand people want to get back to work. Work will be there on June 1st. I promise you, just like it's going to be there on Monday, it'll be there on June 1st. Moving along to number three. COVID-19 is caused by 5G. Now, I know that you have heard of this. And let's see, I have 10 minutes to cover the rest of all this. We're going to go over tonight. That's fine. It's my show. I can do what I want to, right? So, number three, COVID-19 is caused by 5G. I know that you've heard this. This is all over the internet. And 
you're probably surprised that this didn't make my number one, but it did make my top three. So if you thought that 4G sucked and was the culprit of draining your phone's battery, shitty reception, now here we come with this mythical 5G. But wait, it might not be the end all of your, the be all end all of your, your, your cell phone woes, because according to the internet, 5G towers are the cause of the coronavirus, of COVID-19. There's even some celebrities that are jumping on this 5G conspiracy bandwagon. There's some singer, I don't even, I've never heard of her until I started doing research for this podcast. Her name is Carrie Hilson. Now, maybe I'm out of touch with, with you know the music industry, I don't know, but this this singer Carrie Hilson, she's touting her belief in the theory by by tweeting it out on her Twitter account. Uh, someone in her inner circle must have been paying attention to what was going on because that her all of her tweets about five G causing COVID nineteen have been deleted, but unfortunately, she's got something like four point two million followers with her social media accounts that probably saw that. So let's hope that the majority of them aren't sheep and simply believe that it's true just because Hilson said so. So here, here's the theory, man, this thing, it really, this is one of those theory conspiracy theories that really should be easy to, to debunk. Now, why? Well, because it's biologically impossible for viruses to spread using the electromagnetic spectrum. The electromagnetic spectrum is composed of like waveforms and photons and stuff. And the, the biological molecules are composed of proteins and nucleic acids. But that's not really the point here. Conspiracy theories are enticing because they oftentimes link two things which at first might appear to be related. And in this case, the rapid rollout of 5G networks that's taking place pretty much globally all, all at the same time that, that, that a pandemic is going on is racing across our planet. And conspiracy theorists have conveniently linked these two things together. And coming to their aid are the anti-vaxxers who they've long been spreading fears about electromagnetic radiation and the fear of vaccines and stuff anyway. And they're egged on by, like, you know, the Kremlin. So it it's worth repeating here, as the World Health Organization points out on, on their website, that viruses cannot travel on mobile networks. And COVID-19 is spreading really rapidly in a lot of countries that don't even have 5G networks or cell phone service at all, for that matter. Even so... This conspiracy theory, after being spread by celebrities with big social media followings, this has led to cell phone towers being set on fire in the UK and other places. Can you believe this crap? Now, I've had some, I I don't like to get into social media debates because it's stupid. And I allowed myself to get into a social media debate about 5G and COVID-19 and 
and I, I just, I, I, I reached a point where I was just so just, there are so many conspiracy theories out there on social media and most of them are completely just idiotic. And this is one of them. And I know this is one of the bigger theories, but you know, how can people think that a biologic can be spread over the electromagnetic spectrum? I just don't understand. So I started getting into this social media war over this, and I actually had to come to my senses before I got too deep in it and made myself stop. And I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm not going to try to change anyone's mind. It, the people I was arguing with on, the, on, on social media, I said, I'm not going to try to change your mind anymore. I'm just, I, I've said my piece and now I'm not going to speak on this again. And I had to unfollow. So <laughs> it was, uh, I can't believe I did that. And uh, this brings us to number two. COVID-19 was deliberately made. Now, according to a new report from the Pew Research Center in the United States, a third of us Americans believe that COVID-19 was created by humans in a lab. This survey that was conducted asked 8,914 American adults whether they believed one of four things. Number one, the current strain of the coronavirus came about naturally. Number two, was developed intentionally in a lab. Number three, was made accidentally in a lab. Or number four, doesn't really exist. Um, and the majority of people think that um, it was created by humans in a lab. And another belief is that COVID-19 not only escaped from a lab, but it was intentionally created by Chinese scientists as a biowarfare weapon. And according to Pew Research, nearly 3 in 10 Americans believe that COVID-19 was made in a lab. This is in, in either intentionally or accidentally. And like I said, the former is more popular. Specifically, 23% believe that it was developed intentionally, with only 6% believing it was an accident. Now, this theory that the Chinese somehow created the virus is particularly popular here on the, in the U.S. on the political right, and it gained mainstream coverage thanks to uh, Senator Tom Cotton, who is a Republican senator out of Arkansas. He um, basically just amplified theories first aired in the Washington Examiner that the Wuhan Institute of Virology is linked to Beijing's covert bioweapons system. Now, this was something that I touched on initially at the very start of all this. I, I'm not going to take credit for saying that I invented this conspiracy theory because once again, as I always say, I certainly did not do that, but I was one of the first people who kind of brought this up and kind of put it out there was that could this have been intentionally created? Could this have been part of some sort of bio warfare experiment? What could this have been intentionally released by the Chinese on their own population. Was this uh, a virus that was that they had something stronger than this? It was the same kind of virus, only stronger, and they were just doing a trial run to see what would happen. Um, you know, that was, I, I talked about that in like the very first 
podcast episode that I did on this a couple of months ago. So, and I, and, and I wasn't saying that, yes, it was created as a bioweapon, and yes, it was intentionally released, and yes, this was a deliberate act. I wasn't saying that. I was saying in my podcast, and if you want to go back and listen to it, you can, but I was saying that, you know, I was asking the questions, could this be, could this be possible? Now, the theory can easily, it can be easily debunked now that there's unambiguous scientific evidence, thanks to genetic sequencing, that this is actually caused by the virus, the same virus that causes SARS. And the official name for this is SARS-CoV-2. And this virus has entirely natural origins as a zoonotic virus originating in bats. Now, the, uh, the examiner has since added a correction at the top of the original article that it, that it published, admitting that the story is probably false. Now, at the beginning of all this, we did not know what caused this, what it was, and it was entirely plausible to suspect that this was some sort of, you know, man-made virus. It was entirely plausible for that. And I, I speculated that in my original podcast on this subject. Um, but like I said, we didn't have all the information that we have now. And now it has been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is a naturally occurring virus. And um, I have talked about this on my podcast and um, I've discussed it and I've got uh, a, a podcast on Patreon and if that, that specifically discusses uh, the fact that this uh, was, uh, you know, the theory that this came from um, the BSL level four lab that's located in Wuhan, China and some mainstream news uh, agencies here in the United States have, have picked up on that and they've done reporting on it. And uh, I did a, a uh, Patreon podcast about that. And if you want to hear all about what is going on with uh, the evidence that it's looking like this came from the BSL-4 lab in Wuhan, but that it was not an intentional uh, release and that it was not developed in the lab, that it was a naturally occurring virus. They were experimenting with this in the lab. China was in an attempt to prove that their virology uh, and their uh, biology and that their science could be on the same par as the United States. And uh, I'm not going to give too much away on that, but uh, but if you want to want to hear all about that, there is a, a an episode that I devoted to that, and it's on Patreon. So if you want to uh, become a patron and listen to that podcast, just head on over to Patreon and look for Parareality on Patreon, and uh, you can join. Uh, I have three different levels to join. Uh, all are five dollars a month or less, and uh, every dime that I would make from my Patreon account 
would go right back into producing this podcast. I pocket nothing. I don't want to um, make it seem like that I need money in order to survive. I have a job. Uh, I would like to take the money that I make from Patreon and invest it back in the podcast and help me pay for equipment to produce a better quality show, such as I just got a new supercomputer for the podcast, and uh, it would be really great if um, I could uh, add some stuff to the computer. I've got a whole bunch of new equipment that uh, I've had to pay for out of pocket, and it would be great to be able to, to have the podcast pay for itself. So if you would like to help support the show, and this has turned into a Patreon uh, commercial, hasn't it? If you'd like to support uh, Pair Reality, uh, head on over to Patreon and uh, join. You can do for one, three, or five dollars. And uh, if you want to listen to that podcast, go on over there and join. So that's that's enough. I did not mean for that to turn into a advertisement for my Patreon page. That kind of that was not that did not turn out at all how I wanted it to. So I apologize for that. All right, so that leaves us down to the number one theory. So before we do the number one theory, let's go back and count them down again from 10 to 2. Number 10, Bill Gates was somehow involved with COVID-19. Number 9, the pandemic is being manipulated by the deep state. Number 8, COVID-19 is a plot by Big Pharma. Number 7, COVID-19 death rates are inflated. Number 6, the COVID-19 vaccine will contain a microchip. Number five, GMOs are somehow responsible for COVID-19. Number four, COVID-19 doesn't actually exist. Number three, COVID-19 is caused somehow by 5G. Number two, COVID-19 was deliberately made, and that leaves us with one and only one. My number one theory, my number one conspiracy theory about COVID-19 is that COVID-19 somehow escaped from a BSL-4 lab in Wuhan, China. This one is the most plausible of all all the aforementioned conspiracy theories and probably is in fact what actually happened. It is true that the original epicenter of the epidemic, the Chinese city of Wuhan is also the location of a BSL four lab where researchers have been studying bat coronaviruses for a long time. One of these researchers, she, and I'm going to got to always massacre this name, and I apologize. She Zingli, a prominent virologist who spent years collecting guano samples in caves and was a lead expert on the earlier, uh, the earlier 2000s uh, SARS outbreak, was concerned enough about the prospect that this came from this BSL-4 lab in Wuhan that uh, she spent days frantically checking lab records 
to see if anything had gone wrong. And she admits that she did breathe a sigh of relief when genetic sequencing showed that the new SARS-CoV-2 coronavirus did not match any of the viruses sampled and studied in the Wuhan Institute of Virology by her team. However, the sheer coincidence of China's lead institute studying bat coronaviruses being in the same city as the origin of the COVID-19 outbreaks, just a little too coincidental for this conspiracy theory to not at least be considered. The plausibility that a worker in that lab somehow became infected either knowingly or unknowingly and released this virus into the outside world cannot be ignored. There's too much going on here for this to be nothing more than a mere coincidence. Hell, even some of the mainstream American news media is picking up on this story and making it part of their nightly newscast. And like I said, if you want to learn more about that, you'll need to become a Parareality patron. And I have that uh, Patreon podcast dedicated to this very topic. And just because she said, oh, it didn't come from here, I checked. And, oh, I breathed such a sigh of relief. I checked all the, the samples and everything, and it all checks out. It didn't come from here. We can't rely on that it, because she is coming from Ch- communist China. And I, I, I hate to be, you say, oh, you're a racist or you're racially profiling or whatever. You can say whatever. You just can't trust what's coming out of China because they're a communist state. And it's already been proven that their numbers are wrong. They've already changed their count, what, three or four times, and every time it gets bigger and bigger, right? There are um, doctors over there who, during this whole thing, they spoke out and said, you know, hey, we need to warn people, or they did try to warn people, and they disappeared or wound up dead or got thrown in prison or something. So you can't rely just because she said that it's, oh, I checked and it wasn't, it, it, that, that wasn't it. You can't, you can't trust it. So there's too much, you know, the where there's smoke, there's fire type deal. I'm not saying that this was something that was deliberately released. What I'm saying is this, they were, they were screwing around with this and some protocol didn't get followed and this somehow accidentally got released. It, it, somebody got infected and took it out with them. They didn't know. And now, if you don't know what a BSL-4 lab, BSL stands for Biosafety Lab. And there's four levels, one, two, three, and four. One is the lowest, four is the highest, and the four deals with deadly viruses, shit that will kill you like Ebola and stuff like that. So if they were messing with coronaviruses in a BSL-4 lab, they knew that this thing was deadly. They knew it because that's the only time you're going to put something in a BSL-4 lab is when it's going to kill people. So they knew that this thing was deadly. And though, even though she is coming out and saying, oh, oh, no, no, I checked, Jane. It's, it's, it's nothing. I don't believe it. I'm sorry. I'm a conspiracy theorist. What can I say? So those are my top 10 conspiracy theories of what's going on with COVID-19. And I do have an honorable mentions list. I have five 
theories that I kind of, kind of like them, but I didn't, I didn't think they were strong enough to make my top 10 list. So I'm just going to give you an honorable mention list. I'm just going to, I'm not going to dive too deep into them like I did the others. I'm going to start of course with number five and go down the list. And as I, as I go down the list, the theories get more and more outrageous. So Number five could possibly, you know, there it, there could be some merit to it all the way down to number one, which is there's absolutely no way that this theory is true at all. So number five, honorable mention, COVID-19 is from space. Now, according to a professor named Chandra Wickramsheng of the Buckingham Center for Astrobiology, COVID-19 arrived on Earth via some sort of fireball from space that burnt up in China last October. And the only thing wrong with this is that we currently don't have any kind of intel that uh, a meteorite has been found in China. So, you know, probably not true. Honorable mention number four, COVID-19 is a marketing scheme by hand sanitizer companies. Well, you know, with hand washing is a key element in the uh, communication around COVID-19 prevention. And hand, signer, hand sanitizer seen a, man, a, a meteoric rise from, man, from, from just, you know, oh, let me use it occasionally when I go out shopping or something like that, you know, I had to touch the, the, the grocery cart at Kroger to like one of the most sought after items in modern history. And as such, the internet has deduced that COVID-19 is in fact a marketing scheme devised by uh, antibacterial hand gel companies to up their sales. Now you realize how stupid that is. Uh, they would have to have, Number one, all the, the hand sanitizer companies would have to be uh, in this conspiracy together. And number two, uh, they would have to, all of these people that's involved in this, which would probably be thousands of people, they all would have to be kept quiet somehow, which is uh, an impossibility. And number three, they would have to have scientists devoted to this coronavirus. And then number four is that they would somehow have to, after they developed this virus, they'd somehow have to smuggle it over to China and release it over there as part of their scheme. It's just ridiculous. Honorable mention number three. Oh, I'm going to laugh at this one too. Disney Plus released COVID-19 just in time for its launch. Now, this might just be pure coincidence, but the conspiracy theorists around the Internet are convinced that Disney launched their streaming service, Disney Plus, conveniently just in time for the coronavirus lockdown. And, you know, they actually um, released, uh, or Disney Plus actually uh, came into existence a little bit before this coronavirus. So, you know, you can't say that it came out right at the same time because that's wrong. But um, once again, you're talking about having probably 
hundreds, if not thousands of people involved in this scheme. Disney would have to have, a, you know, a access to scientists and virologists and bacteriologists and all that, that would, you know, invent this disease and take it over to China. It's just ridiculous. We And we know that this is not something that was invented anyway. This is a naturally occurring variant of the SARS, SARS part two. And honorable mention number two, very similar to number three, COVID-19 was created by Netflix, Netflix to coincide with their new series. This too could be a sheer coincidence, but you know, some people are saying Netflix are taking marketing schemes to the next level here by actually creating COVID-19 to promote their new docu-series pandemic or even uh, tiger King because it did so well. Now in the pandemic, uh, this show talks about how to prevent an outbreak. And, you know, it did launch suspiciously around the same time that the global pandemic was escalating. But, you know, that's that's just a coincidence. You know, so you, you would have to, with Disney and Netflix, it's the same thing. They had to be hundreds if not thousands of people. They had to employ scientists. They'd have to somehow invent this disease, smuggle it over. Then they would have to bank on the fact that there's going to be Uh, um, you know, stay at home orders where people are not going to be working and they're going to be sitting around all day watching TV. You know, it's just too, it's too stupid. So number five, COVID is from space. Number four, marketing scheme by hand sanitizer companies. Number three, Disney plus did it. Number two, Netflix did it. Number one, honorable mention, and this is the most outrageous thing on this if, on the whole thing. This is the most outrageous thing that I that I have run across. Number one, honorable mention: drinking cow urine protects against COVID nineteen. <laughs> so here's what's going. <laughs> here's what's going on with this in India. Over two hundred people amassed, which is not really a great idea in itself considering you're supposed to be you know, doing the social distancing thing. So over 200 people gathered to drink cow urine while posing next to a caricature of COVID-19 coronavirus. Now, what's going on with this is, is Hinduism is the major religion over there. And in Hinduism, cows are considered to be sacred. And some followers of the religion believe that cow urine has medicinal properties. So they're saying sacred cow urine is medicinal. It cures all kinds of things. Drink it to cure your COVID-19 or drink it to prevent you from getting COVID-19. It's ridiculous. Religion, man, I tell you. So inevitably, there have been absolutely no studies done, zero, that prove that the consumption of cow piss protects against or cures COVID-19. Um, personally, I would say that you need to uh, stay socially distant. Don't go out unless you have to. Wear your mask when you go out in public. 
and wash your damn hands. <laughs> so those are my top five honorable mentions to the uh, top 10 list. So you got 15 conspiracy theories of what could have caused COVID-19 right here from me, Sandman. Well, gosh, I've gone way over time, but like I said, it's my show. I can do what I want to, right? So that just about does it for tonight's episode of Parareality. I hope that you got a little bit of entertainment out of all that. Let me know what your ideas and your thoughts about it are by sending me an email. That's sandman at parareality.com or get in touch with me through my social media accounts. That would be Parareality on Facebook and you can follow me on Twitter at Parareal Radio. You can also call the studio line 615-692-1170. Leave me a message. Let me know what you thought about it. If you want to just leave a message, all the ways you can get in touch with me. Number one, email sandman at parareality.com. Facebook, just look for the Parareality page on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at Parareal Radio. Call the studio line. 615-692-1170. Also, everybody, don't forget to visit my website, parareality.com, often to keep up on the latest paranormal news from all around the world. I do have a paranormal news section on the website, and that content is updated almost daily. You can also uh, shop in the Parareality store Watch some of the terrible, horrible videos that I've made for the show over the years as well. And you can actually follow my social media accounts right there on the bottom of the parareality.com home page. Social media is where you can find out all about what's happening behind the scenes of the podcast because that's where I post a lot of interesting articles, show topics, and other interesting stuff like my travels and investigations and my thoughts and feelings about what's going on. And sometimes I talk about uh, my wife and I tweet out embarrassing pictures of her and stuff. It's real fun times. Uh, Parareality.com is really your one-stop shopping for everything that is happening in the parareality world. Parareality can also be heard on your favorite podcast station. The show is available on a variety of podcast outlets. Just to name a few, Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Player FM, Deezer, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcast, and you can even hear me on YouTube. Just search for Parareality. If you have a smart speaker, you can listen on your smart speaker too. If you have any of the already aforementioned podcast skills on your device, just say, hey, play the Parareality podcast. So, man, wherever you get your podcast, that's pretty much where you can hear Parareality. Um, so, uh, yeah, like I said earlier, I've got a Patreon account for the podcast. And I'd love it if you sign up to be a patron, help support the show, help me, you know, continue to provide good quality content. There are three tiers of support. All are extremely affordable, $5 a month or less, and each level offers exclusive content along with the ability to help create podcast episodes and even the chance to be a guest or a co-host. To learn more, head on over to patreon.com and look for Pair Reality. Like I said, 100% of the proceeds from Patreon goes back into producing 
this podcast, this good quality podcast. Wow. Man, everybody, the next episode of Parareality will not going to air until June the 5th. I'm going to take a couple of weeks off. You know, I only broadcast on the first and third Friday of every month. And if there happens to be a month that has uh, more than, you know, that has like like five Fridays in it, I get a couple of weeks off. And uh, so I'm going to take a couple of weeks break. So um, the next episode of Parareality not going to air until Friday, June 5th at 8 p.m. Central U.S. time. Special guest in this on the uh, show will be um, Spook Eats. Amanda from Spook Eats going to be doing an interview with her. And in case you don't know what Spook Eats is, just head on over to SpookEats.com. Amanda, basically, she is the uh, owner and founder of Spook Eats, and basically, she has a great concept. She goes around to haunted hotels, taverns, restaurants all over the world, really, and uh, kind of uh, learns about the history, sees that the place is haunted, and has some good food while she's there. So she combines two of my favorite things, which is the paranormal and food. I mean, Jesus Christ, why didn't I think of that? It's brilliant. And uh, <clears throat> she and I have become quite friendly on social media, and uh, she is going to be my special guest on Friday, June 5th, 2020, 8 o'clock p.m. Central U.S. time, Amanda from Spooky. So I can't wait to have her on Parareality. Well, everybody, that winds up this episode of Parareality. I hope that this podcast opens your mind up to new ways of thinking expands your consciousness, and produces a change in the way you see the world. If you wish to change, you must lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. Hope you have a wonderful evening. I'll see you again in uh, about three weeks this time. Who knows, I may do a special you know, like pop-up episode of Parareality between now and June 5th, but you never know. But uh, if not, I will see you on June 5th. Good night, everybody. Have a good week. If you wish to change, you must first lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. <laughs>